you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as John. I'm here with Bobby Schistler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 Ja. I'm glad to be back and talking to you once again. Yes, it's a good day. It's a good day because we have Deathblow here Woo. from the High Noon podcast. How you doing? Doing great, guys. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. Hey, no problem at all. Thank you very much for coming on to the show. I'm pretty sure we're going to have a good time. Good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, this episode number 92. We are recording on January 23rd for release on January 24th. Uh, everybody knows what we're here for. The cosmetic <laughs> update is out. Blizzworld has been released, so we're definitely going to be talking about those two things, among other things. Uh, but before we get into that... I want to welcome anyone who is listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for checking out Watchpoint Radio. Uh, we do talk about news and esports and competitive, but uh, the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. If you enjoy the show, you can follow us on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio, and we love to have you join us on Discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. And I would also like to thank any returning listeners. Thank you very much for, you know, coming and uh, taking this ride with us once again, whether it's your 92nd time or your second time. So we really do appreciate that. And this is why we do this every week. I want to give a shout out to the new two newest uh, Twitch subscribers we have, Gabius Christ and Montauk. So thank you very much. Actually, Gabius, he subscribed last week during the show, but I didn't notice until uh, we were already in the show so i um, did i did thank him in chat oh okay yeah so yeah thanks a lot gabius and montauk of course we do really appreciate that have a bit of community feedback this week from curse 7781 uh he says uh about the podcast he gave us a, a review a review on itunes among the best overwatch oh, among the best overwatch podcasts this is the host breakdown hero game update patches really well and strategies players should use to improve their game their commentary on upcoming heroes maps mode skins are also welcome too. fantastic show and highly recommended thank you very much for taking the time to write that review out we really appreciate that it really does make uh doing the show worth it <laughs> you know when, when you hear people are enjoying it so thank you very much bob is trying to hold back some tears look at that all right. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and we'll see what everybody's been doing this week in Overwatch. Deathwell, you are our guest, so why don't you uh, tell us first what, what you've been up to in Overwatch this week? 
Well, I mean, uh, my podcast is very Overwatch League centric, so I've been just engrossed in watching all four days, every single match so far. I've I've still kept that up. I haven't missed one yet. I'm I'm really looking forward to this week as well. Um, missing playing though, like it's it's brutal. Like I, I record three days a week. There's four days a week where there's matches on, and it's become very difficult to play. So haven't gotten a, a ton of opportunities there. Um, did get to do some some placement games with some uh, you know some of the, the people associated with our show uh, yesterday, which was a, a really good time. Uh, feels good to, to put my Junkrat carry pants on every now and then and, and do some work. So um, just been enjoying the league and, and all the news and, and everything that's going on. You know, there's crazy amounts of new shows and everything to watch. So um, it's just been wall to wall overwatch for me. All right. And what about you, Bob? Well, like Deathblow, I've been watching all the games. If I miss the game live, I've been watching the VODs. I've been watching <laughs> coverage after. I also do three podcasts, so I had a bit off a little bit more than I was expecting on all of that. So, oh, it sounds like a great idea. And you're like, oh, crap. But yeah, I've just, I kind of miss playing. I've been playing a little bit uh, and I've been dropping. Yeah. So <laughs> after my fall of placement games, I've, I stuck right at low plat, and then now I've fallen into gold. Oh, yes. So I'm at like 24, 2443, I think, when I stopped today. Almost got back out into plat with you, Jaw, just before the show, but gold. yeah, I'm there. <laughs> the gold happened. Yeah, gold. and I mean, it's it's not been all other people, too. Like, I was talking to you. Oversumo tells me that yesterday I played great, but I know that yesterday I made many key mistakes. Like, one of them that I told you was I was Zen. It was 1-1 one, one control. Oh, Oasis. Second to last team fight. I popped ult on Zen. Knowing that they had a Zarya that almost had her ult, we came back for the last team fight. She ulted on us. I didn't have ult to counteract it, so literally I lost that match. Yeah, other people might have been able to do something to carry it, but that one mistake was a huge one, and Oversumu does not show that. So I've definitely been making some mistakes and a lot of it boils down to just not practicing in the higher elos and playing alts but i'm getting back to that this season so i'm just gonna keep working at it yeah i, I mean i have to admit like when i went to go when i went back to playing um characters that i would consider in my tier it took me a couple of games to shake off that silly shit that i do when i play you know in <laughs> lower ranks like you know like you know maybe like, oh, I could chase this guy down because they're not going to kill me. Like, they won't kill you down there, <laughs> you know, and like low gold when you make a positioning mistake like that. But even when you get back up to mid plat, you, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to, like, you know, they're not fucking carpe. You know, they're not going to snipe you every time. But at the same time, they, w they you will be punished more frequently. So I had to, like, you know, kind of shake that off. So I think you're right. Um, Mainly about, uh, you know, if you do play in the lower Eagles for too long, it can definitely affect uh, your play a bit. So, you know, you got to, you know, you got to come. Well, you have three accounts on pretty. Actually, no, you have four accounts at this point, don't you? <laughs> I have four. One of them's not 25 yet, though. One of them's not 25 yet. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, right now I have a. So, Church of Jod, uh, I have three accounts on PC. Church of Jod is my solo account. 
And that was the one I was like, I'm going to play this one by myself, you know, at a higher ELO. That accounts at like, at like 2300 right now. My other accounts that I don't care about all that much, they're both in 2700 right now. <laughs> I'm just like, of course they are. Of course they are. But Church of John had to experience the same issues that Bob kind of did because it's no, people who are in gold, it's not just them not being able to play well. It really feels like gold has a problem playing together. And that's a huge issue. It's like quicksand. Like the closer you get to gold, the better chance, even if you play like a superstar, a rock star sometimes, it's, you're still going to get pulled down because you can't win those matches that you need to win. So the, the problem I'm having with Church Jar right now is every time I win a match with that account, I get close to 30 SR per win. But it doesn't matter if I lose 19 SR twice in a row. Yeah. You know? So that's that's kind of what I'm, I'm dealing with that right now. But I think I'm just going to dedicate an account to not really caring about how I do. I just want to play. I want to play my best. Maybe try some new things out. Make some mistakes if I have to. It's probably going to be Big Chocolate that I do that to. Um, your Hanzo account. That's the yeah, like that. That's my Hanzo account. At first, with Big Chocolate, I was I was worried about um, placing too high and not being able to play with certain people. Like if I want to help pull somebody from silver into gold, if you know Big Chocolate is like twenty seven hundred, twenty eight hundred, he may not. He, I'm talking about like there's a fucking person. I may not be able to play with that, <laughs> with that person in in that elo. But now, uh, now I I think that's just gonna be the account that I'm just like okay, I'm just gonna play it and see how it goes. I did get placements done on Jaw this weekend, um, and I was I, I did I did think I was gonna place a little higher. I wanted to place a little higher. I was hoping to place around twenty eight hundred. I ended up placing around twenty seven hundred instead. So um, we'll we'll see what happens with that. And I got the chance to play with a good friend of mine uh, from the PlayStation. We, he's been a listener for a very long time. I am Matt AF. We did eight of my ten placement matches on the PS4 on Saturday around midnight, and it was exactly what you would expect it to be. Like, <laughs> Shit show. Oh yeah, it, it was pretty. It was pretty bad. In the first couple games, I I had to adjust back to the control scheme because even going from Xbox to PlayStation feels different. Uh, and I had to go uh, get back to the control stream. Um, I'll get back to uh, using the con- uh, control scheme. And I think I'm pretty. Po- I'm. I think I'm positive on wins. I think I have like like five wins to three losses at this point, but still like winning those matches. was a, It's a circus, man. It's a circus. So, uh, but now I mean, other than that, I had a, oh, I, I was overall, it was a good weekend in overwatch for me. I had a great night. I think it was on Sunday where me hippo and Emery played together. And, uh, I believe both of them climbed in rank. Well, not in rank, but climbed in SR. So that was good. But some of the matches we had were really fun. We had a great time playing. So, yeah, my week in Overwatch was, uh, it was pretty nice. I, I had a good time. No complaints this week. You, like, you, it feels like every week I have a complaint about my this week in Overwatch, but not this week. <laughs> so, I'm a good luck charm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I got to knock that salt off before the, uh, the podcast starts. <laughs> But, uh, okay, well, you know what? Let's let's learn more about our guest, Deathblow. Bob has some questions for you. Sure. Welcome, Deathblow. I've been a fan for a long time, so I'm excited about this. Appreciate it. Oh, Death, uh, if 
for those that don't know, Death Blow is one of the creative minds behind the High Noon Podcast Network, as I have to call it now, since it's not just one podcast. They have many, which we'll talk about here in a second. But first off, I want to know what your gaming your gaming background is, where you started. Sure, I am an old, old man, so my uh, my origins go back to games that I can't even remember the name of because uh, my first computer was a Tandy One Thousand. It was a DOS prompt uh, operating too. system with one of those fla- you know the floppy drives that were just miserable. Five um, and a quarter. So that's yep. That's that's when I got started. Uh, you know, from there I did go the console route for a little while, basically until the moment I got a PC. Um, but I've gone basically I've run the gamut of. Uh, of blizzard games you know I, i've gone from diablo 2 all the way through the the whole warcraft series into world of warcraft um and honestly overwatch is one of my first fps's that i've ever taken seriously or paid much attention to um i've always been a fan of them here and there like a little counter-strike or team fortress but never like following the esports scene or trying to play at a competitive level or you know a lot of the games in the past didn't have ranked modes like we have today but didn't really just take it seriously like to give you an example uh in Team Fortress 2, I was a uh, 24-7 two-fort sniper, uh, so I was exactly what was wrong with that game uh, the entire time I played it. So yeah, just um, been everywhere, played everything, uh, mostly strategy games, but now I'm I'm in Overwatch and trying to see if I can combine mechanical skill with strategy at the same time and, and have some success with it. Nice. Yeah, this is my first first-person shooter in a long time. I think the last one I was really into was Battlefield 2142. And maybe mm-hmm. Halo 2. Uh, but yeah, as far as first-person shooters, I was amazing at Quake 2. And as I got older, not being able to hit the shots I could hit when I was younger was just too much. But with Overwatch, I don't have to hit those shots to be good at the game. So that's why I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> so uh, did you ever do any content creation before Overwatch? And... What made you want to do content creation for Overwatch? Sure. So Overwatch or High Noon Podcast is my third podcast that I've done. Uh, The first one was actually about NFL football, and I was uh, a fantasy football blogger at the time. Uh, so I was, you know, really active in that. And that was kind of small one. It was on like an online radio platform. Uh, it wasn't my show. And I just got asked to host it. Uh, and and I, I agreed to do that. So I did that for one football season. Uh, then Blevins and myself, my, my co-host on High Noon, uh, we started doing a show called Unleash the Podcast for Hearthstone. And it was a lot of fun for, you know, like three weeks or so. And then uh, we realized, hey, we don't, really care for this game that much anymore like we just got burnt out on it we didn't really want to do it anymore um you know the the game lost its luster a little bit to us at that time and and probably in large part because you know the the podcast became a little too much for us but it was good to kind of get our get us started and uh, get us a little bit of a a synergy together and you know at the end of that podcast uh, Blevins was at BlizzCon and I'd already been talking to him and I go, so I already know for a fact I'm all in on Overwatch as soon as it releases. And uh, I really want to do a podcast about it if you're interested. And he was a little leery about it. And I wasn't 100 percent sure how it would go just because of the experience with with the Hearthstone show. But, um, you know, he was at BlizzCon when they uh, released it and announced it. And from the stage when they announced it, like he's still sitting in his seat and he texts me and goes, yeah, just start planning that show. Uh, so we we just kind of ran with it from the moment it was announced. We were podcasting and it was 
well before the game came out. They were still in the initial beta phase. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we just kind of, it was a natural progression, right? Like I, I was all in, I knew I was going to be into this game in a, in a big way. Uh, and then I just kind of got Blevins on board and actually Blizzard got Blevins on board for me with their, <laughs> their hype train at BlizzCon. But, um, yeah, so it was just kind of a natural progression. I've, I've done a few shows in the past and, uh, now I'm here. Oh, Blevins. Brought to you by G Fuel. <laughs> Refreshing drink that Blevins loves. He does. It's an inside it Blevins house. joke. It's not that bad, I gotta say. It's, the, it's <laughs> I don't know about all the hype he gives it, but it's 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 pretty good. <laughs> oh man. Well, you guys uh you guys made it a great cast. Uh you started out it was a little, it was a little, you know, ad, you know, self-admittedly rocky with the audio, but you guys are rocking it now and sounded great. And you've started new shows. Why don't you tell us about all you're doing over there at High Noon Studios? Yeah, so obviously we've got the flagship show, and we're we've always been very esports centric, uh, well before Overwatch League. So we stay very focused uh, across all our shows on the Overwatch League. Um, so we got the the flagship kind of your traditional podcast talk show format, and we've got Around the Payload, which we started not too long ago. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a panelist show. Uh, so there's Blevins is the host, and then four people are panelists. Bob, you were one of the the first panelists that we had <laughs> yep. uh, on that show. So you can vouch for how fun it is. It's oh, just, dude, it's a blast. I you're mean, just I yelling had so and much screaming fun. at each other. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's great. You get to like make fun of each other a little bit, and it's it's a lot more relaxed. Like in a in a podcast, you want to like respect the person's time to to talk, and in this one, you're like, nope, don't care. I'm competing. Like, where I'm beating you. Uh, you know, if somebody trips up, you get to make fun of them a little bit. So it's just been a really good way to interact with other content creators in a way that we haven't had an opportunity for, and and I think it's it's been a, a pretty big hit so far at least the guests seem to to really enjoy it and and are very open to coming back so i'm sure we'll have you back uh, i know we're we're hoping to get john at some point so uh looking forward to that the other show that we just started not too long ago is called foul play um it's a i don't know does it count as a pun i don't think so it's just an acronym for fantasy <laughs> overwatch league uh winston's lab was kind enough to to hurry up and get a game out for us to play so we, we've got fantasy overwatch to play and as i mentioned I, I've been covering fantasy content for football for a long time. Uh, this show is the one that it feels like I was, you know, put on this planet to do. If if I have a, a you know, destiny in podcasting, this one felt like it. It combines everything I've done in the past into into one show. Um, and again, that's just a really fun place to to goof around and take things, you know, not seriously at all, and and joke around with each other. And um, so we've been really having a lot of fun with that. And and also we do have the high noon hot seat. Um, a Smith is just a phenomenal guest booker and he's been able to get us some, some really great guests on the show. We got to interview Nate Nanzer, the commissioner of the overwatch league. Uh, we've gotten owners of, of teams, players on teams, coaches. Uh, so very humbling to get to talk to those people. And, and it's been a lot of fun and, and people seem to enjoy it. So yeah, the Nate Nanzer one, so jelly dude, so jelly, oh, man, I, I can I barely was, remember oh. it. I was on cloud nine. Like I was just, it, you know, it was, it was so much fun. It was one of those things you just don't believe you get to talk to somebody who's that busy and has that much going on. Oh, and he just yeah. so taking the time cool. to sit so down. was great. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, a Smith, if you ever want some extra work, find a guest, <laughs> give me a call, dude. Give me a call. We've got him locked up on an exclusive contract. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he's, he's too good to let go. <laughs> oh man. Well, any more plans for anything else or are you guys about 
guys about at your your limit now for for the projects you're going to do. Are you going to do any more of the YouTube stuff you were thinking about doing? We would love to. Uh, the problem is, is much like you two gentlemen, we have to hold down nine to fives. Uh, and it's just, I'm, I'm really honestly worried about um, burnout. Like I kind of wanted to do uh, like we, we've got like a match ticker. I kind of wanted to do like a, a two match or, you know, just a little brief synopsis, kind of like a, a I think you're, you know, the, the OWL recap, something kind of similar in that vein, but you guys are taking care of that. So, you know, we don't have to worry about that. Um, you know, we, we've got a lot of different things that we'd love to do, but basically we just would need to make a whole lot more money doing the podcasting. Yeah. It has to be off. a job. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, if I could get there, I would work 12 hour days because that's basically what I work right now. When you factor in the nine hours at work, coming home, doing the podcast for three, four hours a night. Um, but yeah, so for now, it's we're probably about at our limit. But one thing we do want to do is... Um, get some other people to make some shows and, and we kind of want to lend them our audience. Like we we've got a uh, thorn rain who's been with us and in our discord community for a while. And another guy from discord uh, want to start a show about the contender scene and the tier two scene. So the sub overwatch league uh, teams and players. So we're going to launch that and let them kind of handle that. So there'll be other things under the high noon brand, but as far as myself and Blevins in front of a microphone, we're probably about at our limit. Uh, and, and, you're the main host on on on, on foul play, and Blevins yep. is the main host on around the payload. Yes, uh, around the payload. Yeah, he's kind of the moderator there, and and he's the primary host. Like he kind of drives the ship for the flagship as well. All right. So on to my most important question of the night: Who's your favorite Overwatch League team? Oh, this one's easy. I mean, you can see it behind me if you're watching on video. I am a Houston Outlaws fan. Uh, Linkser and Coolmat have been my two favorite players since going back to the beta stages of the game. So when they joined forces in a completely unexpected fashion and, and just joined into one team, um, you know, it was really a, a perfect storm for Houston for me. Those two players joined together. Uh, the rest of the guys are made up mostly of corn dogs, and there's a corn dog shirt over to the <laughs> over on the wall behind <laughs> me as well. So they were my favorite team previously uh before overwatch league got started you know when we were talking on the show we were uh doing a pretty good job of figuring out what they were going to name their teams before they announced them right like we were searching trademark databases and things like that to find out what names were being filed for uh and i've been saying the whole time i'm like man nobody's going for the bad guy role like nobody wants to be the heel here I want to see a team come out and have a, a team name with like a negative connotation to it. And so the outlaws did that. My favorite colors, green, their fans are historically obnoxious, like really good traditional sports fans are. I mean, there's could not have been a better team for me. And as soon as they announced it, uh, I was just 100% all in. I didn't, I didn't need to know or hear anymore. I, I didn't have any say in it either. Like it was just my gut took over and, and made me uh, become a huge, huge green wall fan. Well, you're a little less lame and a little more cool. You'd be down for the boys' blue Dallas fuel as I'm rocking right now. I don't know if you can say that with I don't think record he can, right now. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, John. Hey, man, he is, is a Bills fan. True. He can say whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> one thing is definitely true. You cannot spell let's go Dallas fuel without four L's. So they started the season exactly the way they needed. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Well, uh, 
why don't we end this out by you telling us where they can uh, where they can find <laughs> sorry she Mel just, just laughed in the background after she heard the delayed uh, Mel's an Outlaws fan too so why don't you tell us where we can find all of your shows on what plat on what platforms and how we can help fund you yeah, so uh, we're basically available on your your standard um, podcasting platforms, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, we put the episodes on YouTube. We stream them on Twitch, and obviously, you can find them on iTunes as well. And if there's an you know a platform where we don't have it on, let us know. We just haven't heard of it yet, and we'll put it there. Um, as far as helping us and supporting us, like you guys mentioned, and and to anybody out there that listens to your show that hasn't yet, I don't know if you guys know this, but more than money, five-star reviews help podcasts more than anything. Uh, so go leave one for uh, Watchpoint Radio and, and High Noon if you could. Um, but also we do have Patreon set up uh, so you can support us there if you want and uh, just follow us on social media and, and interact with us. That is hands down our favorite thing to do is uh, interact with the listeners. We got a really awesome Discord community going with just so much smack talk about overwatch league it's it's ridiculous uh, and it's a lot of fun so if you're getting into overwatch league it's the the place for you awesome awesome well thank you so much for coming on and telling us a little bit about yourself and i'm gonna pass the ball to you ja yeah now now, now that everybody knows you like they didn't know you before <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, we could uh, hop into our main topics Top story. Okay, so like I said earlier, everybody knows what happened this week. We got two big things uh, coming into Overwatch. We got the the cosmetic updates, and we got Blizz World. So we're going to start talking with the cosmetic updates first. Uh, Blizzard taking a doing a being a little different this time, and actually, I think they released everything they had to show before today. Like I think if you followed their little teaser updates every day you saw everything that was there in the update already yeah everything that mattered trickling it out everything that mattered the emotes the skins <laughs> i really I, they didn't show like you know the player icons who cares and you know and they i just didn't, heard somebody didn't show the cool voice lines <laughs> and all the cool sprays and no, I, I I don't care about fucking voice lines. We've had this conversation so many times. Trolling, they're, sto- trolling, they're, they're stocking trolling. stuffers. Keep trolling, the candy trolling, corn. Trolling. They're the candy corn that you know somebody gives out on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. So that that was a little different. I was surprised. Uh, also, I was surprised because I I actually expected that what they showed at BlizzCon was kind of it, and I was like, oh okay. But I was pleasantly surprised to find out that they had even more skins. And they showed, and on top of that, some of them are epic skins, which is very, very nice. Like finally, uh, o- only if they will put epic skins back into, you know, the event skins. That's one. Of, that's been my one of my biggest problems with the way they've been handling year two events is that they don't have epic skins. Every new skin is legendary, and I have shit RNG anyway. So like, <laughs> there's like almost no chance for me to get these skins. At least, That's, yeah, there is a big difference between 750 and 3K. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there is a huge difference. So I am glad. That, uh, I am pleased with the update, and I said we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, like I said, there's new player icons uh, and new sprays. Still can't purchase player icons. I used to when I was scanning the forums surprising amount of people complaining about the fact you can't buy player icons. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Why would you want to spend your money like that? 
you know. <laughs> but still, people want what they want. And they will find a reason to complain. So they did. <laughs> One thing about player icons is I had a team where we wanted to be team peanut butter and roll six people with the peanut butter icon. But we had one guy who could not possibly get it, no matter what he did. We had him. He spent like a hundred dollars. We were making fun of him so much for <laughs> not having the peanut butter player icon, and he could not get it to save his life. And he, the team disbanded before he ever got it, and it was just so funny. Wow! Uh, so <laughs> we it's, played. It's that. even like. Sometimes it's external pressure that makes you want to own these stupid things. <laughs> we played a six deck. I forget who it was. Maybe Mel can remind me in the chat. But we played a six deck the other night. There's like three Smurf accounts on it. Uh, and we played against a team that had all Shanghai Dragons icons. Ooh. And we destroyed them. I was like, guys, <laughs> we just played the real Shanghai Dragons. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say they're they're trying to follow in their footsteps. Yeah, really, <laughs> I think they were just the seriously. real Shanghai Dragons <laughs> trying to practice. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> they were just running into junk rat mines. It was crazy. Tanks away from the healers, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dying on the uh, way back from junk rat spam. <laughs> oh boy, I'm pretty sure they've, they've gotten trashed more than enough on almost every Overwatch League podcast <laughs> over uh, the yeah, past well, week. Oh, what was Blevins, uh, Blevins' power rankings? He had a 13th team on there because the Shanghai Dragons were 13th and Blevins had the, what was it, the, help the me Clash out. Clash Royale uh, esports team uh, was number 12 <laughs> in his power rankings. <laughs> 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 esports, Clash Royale esports team. <laughs> uh, you know what's good about the Shanghai Dragons, though? The no. Dallas Fuel plays them this week, I'm pretty sure. That's on the schedule. So there, as yeah. a Houston fan, I can promise you that they're a, a phenomenal get right opponent is the, the term we've been using this week <laughs> is yep. what Dallas needs. They need a get right week. And for Houston, we I mean, we were winless going into our match against Shanghai, too. And it, it helps a lot. Yeah. Then you four owed. The, oh, my gosh. You guys are on fire right now. So yeah. I am a fan of Jake. So I hope Jake Rat continues to awe. Mm. All right, well, so these, uh, have you guys had a chance to check out the new emotes so far? Yes. I've seen just like the, the blog post about it personally, but I mean, they have a gif of them, so I, I've seen all of them. Oh, uh, okay. Well, good enough. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you say emotes? GIF? I did. Yeah. Peanut butter? Oh, yeah. you're talking about yeah. peanut butter. To, to sure. many people don't know this, but GIF is the actual correct way to say that. But yeah, nobody well, actually says that because I, we don't care. I think <laughs> I'm, GIF I think sounds better. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with you. When you name something 20 years, 30 years after the fact, you don't get to name it. And GIF is a peanut butter. J I F. GIF. He didn't name it 20 years after gift. the fact. Without he named a T. it when he created it, but nobody ever bothered to ask him about it. Because it's pronounced <laughs> GIF. It's well, when so somebody's dumb. name is when somebody's <sighs> first name is spelled G O F F, how do you pronounce that? Golf. It's okay, so it's golf. All right, so at least you're staying consistent. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're hurting my argument there. I, I can respect that. <laughs> I always call. I always call. Uh, what's his name? G off. The oh, lesser Jeff. yeah, Jeffy Jeff Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I call him G off. Like, yeah, Geoff was talking about this. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, what other I, arguments can we have that'll tr that'll troll the listeners? Should we talk about <laughs> Die Hard being a Christmas movie or pineapple <laughs> on pizza? Which is <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I would say out of all these emotes, though, 
Um, gotta admit, my least favorite is uh the Mercy. Like it was kind of like, really, you guys spent your time on that? That's <laughs> that's, that's, that's the whole. That's what you want to do here? <laughs> it's the whole. Uh, I forget what movie it's from. It's the one where the girl's got the umbrella. She puts it behind her. It's old, old sixties flick. I, I am very, I, I'm very aware of what it's imitating. But why though? Like, I mean, yeah, I the know. somber one, great. The somber one when she pulls out the Reaper marionette, I like that. The Tracer one is cool. Tracer one's awesome. Yeah, the Genji one is cool. The Moira one, you know, I, I, I can see myself using that after getting like a multi-kill with right clicks only or something. On, the on, Tracer on one is totally something I would do. <laughs> I'd be like yeah. trying to look cool. They'd be like, oh, I'd still catch it though. <laughs> so I do, yeah. So there's all, for those who haven't seen it, like the, well I, well, I just described the Sombra one. And at this point, I would imagine everybody have seen it, but like, you know, or, you know Sombra has a marionette of, of Reaper, which is pretty funny. Genji, does he have something in his hand? I'm trying to look at that. No, he just does like a roundhouse in the air. It's and, like a half breakdance move, it looks like to me. I don't really know what that what his is. His is yeah, like, I thought it was something of him going like going to do like a, some type of dance move or something, but no, like at the end, he's trying to look cool. I'm like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, I might like it more if I knew what he was trying to do, but it just kind of looks like he flips out for no reason. He's like, yeah, I'm a ninja. Confirmation. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he did. But I do like the I do like the Tracer one, though. Um, But my Sabra is is my favorite. But of course, like the characters I don't play have like the cool shit, right? Like like, I I don't play Sabra. I'm not good with her. I'm just I'm not good at I'm not really good at a flanking it's yeah. just not my thing in this game like I, I i think i play a tank because you know i'll take somebody head to head i'm good at protecting or i'll play like a dps like a soldier or a reaper or something like that uh that I can play head to head but flanking i don't have the patience for it that's my big issue with flanking yeah. I'm the I'm the tracer that like as soon as I see the mercy from a mile away I'm shooting right away so they know I'm coming from a mile out like there's no there's no secrecy to it and then I watch them on watch like pros on stream and they're like until they're right next to the the mercy they don't shoot they're crouched they're like slow running while their team's dying all around them like I don't have the patience for that I would lose it I I would have to just start shooting yeah I mean the most the sneakiest thing that I do now is I crouch as Reaper when I'm walking around like and I'm trying to get behind the team <laughs> and I'm like giggling to myself I'm doing I'm like they won't see this coming at all <laughs> they usually don't see, it's awesome <laughs> like Reaper is a flanker in the sense that if you're on D like you can you can flank before the fact so you can hide and let them walk by you and then you don't make any sound and that's the best way to jump up on them so they walk by supports are right there you just drop down you can take out one of the supports before you wraith back to your team you've done your job right well that's what i usually do i I, when i use him which is not that frequently but it's usually on defense and i wait for them to start engaging in a fight and they just get behind them and like yeah it's awesome yeah it's either that or roll with the tanks on o and just really putting a lot of pressure on the front line the, yeah, a Reaper behind a Reinhardt is pretty awesome. Yeah, I used it's to my do favorite the, thing on Reaper. Yeah, just running up to a Reinhardt, guns blazing, shattering. Like I'm not even doing anything. I'm just shattering a shield. But it just it feels too good. Like he can't. You you deal too much damage. He can't drop the shields. Like you've invalidated him, and you haven't dealt any damage to him yet. I love it. Well, like if to, you get right up oh. up in their nose, you can get your gun right in yeah. right in their face. And a smart Ryan's <laughs> gonna start gonna start swinging at that point. But yeah. 
Usually they just hold that shield up and get blasted in the face. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, guys, guys, <laughs> you get, so, you get the Reaper off of me. Oh, yeah. So and that's why I don't play Reinhardt. <laughs> <laughs> one of the, I, when I first started playing Overwatch, I used to play a lot of DPS. And one of the reasons I stopped playing DPS is because I'd be behind the Reinhardt shield. I'd be that Reaper. I'd be that Soldier 76. And the Reinhardt just keeps putting the goddamn shield down. Oh, yeah. I'd get blown away. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be the guy with the shield now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to keep the shield up. And that's when I really started playing tanks. I just uh, started playing with. tanks and supports because nobody, it's everybody wants to play DPS. So I'm like, fine, dude, just play yeah. it. And usually if you make those guys switch, they suck at tanks and supports. Yes, I I'd rather take I'd rather take a role that's like super critical cuz you I think we found that you can kind of swap DPSs in and out. And depending on how your tank play and your support play is, you can kind of make up for the fact that they're not that great. Like I've definitely had DPSs where uh they weren't killing anything, so I switch out to Zenyatta and now magically they're killing things. I don't know <laughs> what could possibly be calling, you know, causing that. You know, so yeah, it, it definitely makes a difference. Yep, as Korea has shown us, tanks and support win the day. Yeah, yeah even so. with a even with a DPS as good as Baby Bay, you can't win if they just kill him. That is true. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the skins, though. Let's talk about the the epics first. Uh, have, have you guys purchased any of these skins at all? I guess a little epic or legendary. I haven't logged in since the patch hit, so oh, I haven't right, yeah. yet. But um, I, I mean, I will be. That McCree one is, I think, better than any of his legendaries out there that aren't Overwatch League related. Like that is you an incredible so? skin. It's so good. The, the the skin is good. Don't get me wrong. The skin is good. I, I will give you that. But you think it's better than real American McCree? I mean, it's got my podcast logo on his shoulder, John. Oh, that's true. You are partial to it. (laughs) That is true. That is very true. You are are partial to that. I I will give that to you. The reason the the real American McCree will be the greatest McCree uh, skin to me is not because I think it looks the best. I actually think Black Watch looks the best out of all the skins. However, I have never seen a skin that puts so much America into one tightly knit package I mean, that skin is all america the gun is the colors of the american flag it should shoot eagles not bullets like that would that's the only <laughs> thing that, that would make it more intense you know as a, that's why it is my favorite because as soon as the summer games hit the first time around and i saw that skin i was like i gotta have it i gotta have it i got that is it is the reason why i bought my first 50 pack of loot boxes because I'm like, oh, this event can't end without me having that skin. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm kind so, of, yeah. I'm kind of at a, I'm at a rough spot because, and I'm a little worried going forward because the Reaper skin is freaking amazing. But I've even been playing solely on my main account because I want to rock my fuel colors. So I'm afraid that I'm just not going to use any other skins going forward, and I'm just going to keep collecting the Dallas ones, and eventually I'll just have all Dallas, and I just won't use any other skins. I just got to say, you're such a brave guy to sport those Dallas fuel skins throughout this <laughs> throughout the start of this season. Dude, man. Credit where, credit where it's due. Um you know, I haven't seen a lot of people like running away from them, <laughs> and that's that's good because they shouldn't. They're, the team's going to be fine. That just uh, tells us that we're moving into what esports should go to, and that's yeah. and that's like diehard fans. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give up on them. 
You should have seen yeah. some of the hate I got in our Discord uh, for picking Houston on the show to to win that match. Uh, the one guy was like telling me, he goes, one of these days you're going to be forced to admit that you've put your foot in your mouth and that you support a mediocre team that's never going to do anything in this. Like, I mean, he was like tilted, like in real life. Like he was so <laughs> That's mad. awesome. Uh, that's yeah, awesome goes, i love not it even on the same level bro he goes you don't understand and after the game i just messaged him i'm like i guess you were right they're not on the same level that is proper salt application right you didn't just like throw it at him you like sprinkled it all on top i like that i like yeah. your style mel called me while i was on my way home from work and she's like hey what's going on because we had got off work after it after it was over and i was like what what's up and she's like oh well that's me and i was like well don't gloat she's like what are you talking about i was like you haven't seen and she's like oh i don't know and i was like all right well just i'll i'll talk to you when we get home <laughs> and then three minutes later i get a call we kicked your ass you got shut out and she's just going off on me i'm like all right i'll see you when i get home bye <laughs> <laughs> but it's but I mean it's I mean it's great you know it's 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 cool that we have something we have a rivalry we have a house divided I think it's awesome yeah well I, actually uh, before I go back to the to, to McCree I guess the Reaper skin I am upset that I wasted my hundred credits on the Houston Outlaws and Yada because I do have that because I like the way it looks I got that for one of my other accounts. But I wasted it because of look at this skin right here. I could have just bought it with coins. (laughs) (laughs) The new Zenyatta skin, uh, even though I will admit, I do think that the Outlaw skin still looks a little bit better because I do like the Outlaw symbol on the actual orbs itself. So good. Still, I would have saved the 100 tokens (laughs) and gotten this instead because I like the way (laughs) it looks. Uh, But yeah, the the, the Zenyatta skin... And I guess this answers a question that uh, that me and Bob were going back and forth about episodes ago, maybe months ago at this point, where we were saying, like, you know, with the color schemes of the teams, are we not going to see skins that match that color scheme now? Looks like yep. we will, because this Zenyatta definitely looks like he, like, it looks like the Houston uh, skin quite a bit, based off of the color scheme. I mean, green and black, right? How many how many different ways are you going to apply that to Zenyatta? Um but yeah, he looks closer to a student now. Like he looks, he matches Genji more closely. I'm pretty sure there's a Genji skin. <laughs> Actually, the Houston Outlaws Genji skin would match this pretty well. <laughs> I think this Zenyatta skin, as awesome as it looks, it, he looks like the kid brother of the Power Rangers Genji skin that they came out with not too long ago. Like it seems like they just kind of like, well, all right, the Houston Outlaw skin looks great. Everybody loves that Genji skin. Let's mush them together and just put them on Zen. And it's like, all right. I mean, it looks good, but yeah. I, I will forever rock the Houston Outlaws one. Yeah. Now, it, it, I, See? Same, same me not problem. Being a, me not being an Outlaws fan, it was. I just got it because I liked it. I liked the way it looked. Yeah. I think even if you don't care about the team, most people are still willing and able to admit that the Houston skins look better on the overall. Like, there's some exceptions. There's some nice-looking other ones, but... Uh, the Houston yeah. color palette just works so good on this. Like, so, no, so I, no, I, I'm, no, a, I'm no. a Fusion fan. Most Dude. People, most Dude, people. Not on. the delusional fuel fans. Florida Mayhem <laughs> has the best skins. I mean, if we're talking about the best skins, if you wanted the best skin, you would have got the Reinhardt Florida Mayhem. Is that sarcasm? 
Got a Rhett McDonald's. I, I, I bought it, Got dude. Are you That's serious? the only the non-fuel <laughs> one I'm rocking is the Reidhart yellow Reidhart. It's because so it's awesome. I get up there and I dance and everybody's like cracking up. It's like dude, yeah. instant anti-tilt. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think on the whole, as a set, unfortunately, the Dynasty have the best looking as a set. All If you put them all together, I think the Dynasty has an advantage there. But I think the, the Outlaws are... A close second with their with their color schemes. I, I root for the fusion here. I'm, I'm right outside of Philadelphia, and the, I did like the fusions in Yada. But other than the fusions in Yada, the only one I really enjoyed was the um, was the Orissa. And I play Orissa, so I have fu- I have fusion Orissa um, actually loaded on my Church of Jai account right now. So. Well. My Shanghai Dragon skins are the best, but we should talk <laughs> about the legendary skins. Oh, well, we could. I did want to talk about this this uh, uh, Reaper one real quick, though, because this too. kind of feels like something they should they could have left for the event. Because that's definitely like an oni ma- oni mask, right? Like that's what you would call that. That's what it reminds me of, like 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 something like Japanese. Um, yeah, and the, the, definitely and the, falls in a similar category. They have some old, like the other, the Oni Genji skin. Like it's a very similar feel to it. Yeah, yeah and so I wonder if maybe they had this like left over from last year's event or this year's event. And they're like, look, dude, people are getting kind of pissed. There's no epic skin, so off you go. <laughs> like, like here you go. It could be. It has the level of detail and like color contrast that I would expect from a legendary skin. Not yeah, epic. I thought it's that definitely too. a high quality epic. Yeah. Yeah, like some some of the epics are like that. Like you know, it's, it's sometimes hard to judge which ones going to be epic and which ones aren't. Because some of these epics look like really great. Like I think like like I'm, that's the one thing I'm looking I'm thinking about is like the Cold Heart skin uh, mm-hmm. from Halloween Reinhardt. Like that could have easily been like a legendary, right? But it was mm-hmm. epic instead, thankfully. Uh, and does Junkrat normally wear a shirt? Does he have any other skins where he wears a shirt? Because this skin, he actually has a shirt. On. He's got like Not the open button down in his beach one, right? He's, okay. he's always got like a bare chest. Yeah. Like, I think he's wearing shirts on some of them. Yeah, this one, yeah, like this junk rat skin, he definitely has a shirt. And the McCree one you were talking about, did they make any changes to the gun? I don't I don't think so. Just the Afghan thing that he wears, right? That, that yeah, Afghan. I haven't I haven't seen it. That and the belt buckle's got the dead eye symbol on it as well. Um, but the gun, you're a hundred percent right. Like that makes the McCree skin. That's why Black Watch looks so good and, and is so popular. I feel yeah. like just because of how cool the gun looks. Yeah, it's absolutely. the only thing you can see when you're using it, so it should probably be the highest priority. Yeah, I think that's the big thing about legendaries, right? If you're wearing an epic, you're really just wearing it for somebody else. <laughs> um, if you're wearing a if you're wearing a legendary, that's for you. well let's go ahead and talk about these legendary skins and the legendary skin i thought i was going to get instantaneously i'm like oh yeah i read account lock it up was the orissa immortal skin that's what i thought i was going to get um but actually i went with the zarya barbarian and i went with the barbarian which i didn't even look at the barbarian twice when i first saw it but when i looked at it in game and i saw the gun for it and it, it turns Zarya's gun, like it basically has like a dragon's head on the front of the gun. And on top of that, I have this golden gu- Zarya's golden gun. So it's golden on top of that. I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta get that. Definitely. Nice. Was disappointed that at least for the Zarya skin, there are no additional voice lines. 
No additional voice lines for the Barbarian skin. I don't know if there's going to be any additional voice lines for the Immortal skin. I would love it if they gave, if like, you know, with that skin. And even if they don't add it now, I'm not saying it's all or nothing. If they don't add it now, maybe they'll add it a little later on where she actually, her voice changes to speak like an immortal in StarCraft. Because that would be so fucking cool to have Arissa actually speak. Have you, do you guys play, either you play StarCraft? Didn't know what the immortals sound like? I played the StarCraft only, 1. It's the only Blizzard game I actively have not enjoyed, and I I, I like hate that one. So I know nothing about Oh, really? Games. Okay. Yeah. But I think she, I think honestly, the Orissa skin, like she looks like she came straight out of Temple of Anubis. That's the feel I got from it. <laughs> well, that's because the, the it's it's a Protoss skin, and the Protoss mm-hmm. have that kind of like Egyptian style of oh, okay. buildings and things like that. Like it's almost like Stargate. Like that's basically yeah, what they, uh, they base it off. They base it off of. So I'll tell you the one I hate. For sure. you, you hate okay. Yep, it didn't have a chance. I hate the Hanzo one. It looks really. Um, it looks amazing, but we got oh. our asses whooped by someone wearing it in the game before we got on the podcast. We got destroyed by that Hanzo, and I'm not happy about it. So <laughs> I hate it. That is true. He was he was a decent Hanzo. It wasn't helping that our team was running directly into his arrows, though. <laughs> yeah, well, but, like he he was cheeky because I like we came in. I killed three people. We're like, dude, we're killing this. I come around the corner, and he's just hiding, scatter. Yeah, then you got He takes out Bond as Bond's resing me, and then all of a sudden, every, everybody's dead, and we lose it. And then he yeah. just proceeded to whoop the crap out of us. Well, that's like he like he definitely needs a higher priority than people give him. Right, because even if he's just chucking arrows into the group, he's gonna hit and do some damage. I that's think what he's Hanzo, supposed to do. He's yeah, supposed I think to, Hanzo supposed actually to should have louder footsteps personally because you're supposed you, the footsteps you have are supposed to represent the amount of danger you represent. That's how loud. That's how they determine <laughs> loudness of footsteps. And I think you just made that up. Loud footsteps, huh? <laughs> Can't have ninjas with loud footsteps. John. Well, Hanzo's not a ninja. He's not Genji. I mean, he's not not a ninja. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is very ninja esque. <laughs> He's more ninja than I am. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. Like, he, like, yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> I just think like if he's close to you, you should know it, right? I'm not saying you should hear him from like if he's like far away from you and chucking arrows or right. anything like that. But if he's within ten meters of you, I think you should know. You know. <laughs> so, but then maybe maybe that's just me. But no, I, I like the Hanzo skin. Out of the legendary skins, I can't see one that I don't like i'd see a few that i'm not going to pay like i'm not going to give credits for you know i'll just wait to get them like this may one which i don't understand why it's legendary i would have to see her gun i need to see what her weapon looks like maybe the explanation of this skin is i believe it's what she was wearing in her animated shirt right um so i think people really wanted it so they probably just got the legendary treatment from like how many people were expecting it and they know people are going to pay for it. So the only, yeah, well, she's the skin, devil. So the red's right. Yeah. The only May skin that I ever liked was her lunar new year. One was the red one. And I, of course I got the lilac one, <laughs> you know? So but that, was that was the, the one where they made her chubbier. Like they initially came out and everyone complained because she was too, too skinny. So they actually made her chubbier. They, they made it chubbier, which I always found that funny. Cause it's like, <laughs> you, like she has a huge winter coat on. 
you have no idea how big her body actually was underneath the winter coat. But She's actually one slender chick. Yeah, you, know, you know, they they they're like, well, no, you're trying to hide her body. Like, no, they're not. Like, they made her, but she's not no, real. She's the size <laughs> of diva, guys. What are you talking about? She's just got a lot of padding. Yeah, you know, like winter coat. Like, imagine, yeah, it's it was. I thought that was silly, but you know, whatever. You know, I. If they they got what they want, so but that was the only one that I I really liked. Other than that, I'm not a huge May, um fan of May's skins. Hey, Jod, um, uh, drunken monk is a man after your own heart. And chat, what do you say? Why don't you read that while I talk about how cool the freaking widow skin is? Okay, why don't you talk about the Nova Widow? Go for it. Oh, man, dude. That one is awesome. That one is a Widow lock and never change ever again. <laughs> what about your Outlaw's Widow skin, Bob? Well, I don't really play Widow, so like I could totally <laughs> rock that one. So, I mean, I play Widow in quick play and free for all, so I'm never playing for real Widow. <laughs> So to me, Nova is a Heroes of the Storm character, but you guys were both StarCraft. Is she from there? That's that true. That's it. Nova's okay. StarCraft. Because I know yeah. there's nobody that's like Heroes of the Storm native. So and I don't know them. I just assume <laughs> they're StarCraft, but I figured I'd I'd get confirmation while I was hanging out with some StarCraft guys. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was funny that because in, in Heroes of the Storm, Nova has a Widowmaker skin. And now Widowmaker has a Nova skin, which I thought was pretty cool. I, I like it. I, mean, I don't play Widow. Actually, the last time, I played Widow. We were trying to place uh, one of my accounts low so I could help somebody else. And I ended up placing 2,600. That was the lowest to let me place. So me and Bob were like, ah, fuck it. Let's just keep playing. Bob's going to play Doomfist. I'm going to play Widow. We never play these characters. We're definitely going to fall here, even if we try our hardest. (laughs) We won three out of the four matches we played. Like I give up. (laughs) We were both fairly intoxicated, too. Yeah, so, but, you know. The most frustrating thing about Overwatch is it's really, really hard to lose when you want to. Because I'm like you guys. Like, I'm not going to throw. Like, I'll pick suboptimal heroes, and I won't necessarily join team chat if I'm looking to derank my account, you know. But (laughs) I, I don't have it in me to, like show up play the game like i'm sitting in my computer chair i'm not going to not shoot at the people like if they cross in front of my screen i'm going to try to take them down yeah i Um, literally try every time even when i don't really want to win i'm trying hard to kill everybody and it's funny it's really weird how it works out it's it's impossible to win and it's impossible to lose when you'd like to as well yeah yeah i also heard that the butcher doesn't have any voice lines which i thought that would for sure be one that would be voice he lines. Should. yeah um but roadhog's got a little bit of his thing anyways like that deep belly laugh <laughs> yeah like he, that's kind of just a little bit part of roadhog anyways butcher's a quiet character in Diablo. absolutely and, and uh drunken monkey i, I definitely i read what you what you said about <laughs> needing the voice lines i agree for these legendaries I, specifically especially the legendaries from the other games you need the voice lines it would definitely help uh. Catering to the fans, catering to the fans. Well, no, we're talking about like when I say voice lines, like I'm not just talking about the voice lines you could spam, right? I'm talking about like the voice lines that are important to me are the stuff they say before the matches, you know? I love Night Rocker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Night Rider. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Knight Rider, dude. I knew it was about Hasselhoff, but that yeah, was Hasselhoff. Knight Rider. We grew up watching that show, dude. 
Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's that that those parts are important. Like I would love to like pick Widow or maybe not pick Widow, but have somebody be Widow and then Widow says something that Nova would say instead. You know, like that's cool to me. I wonder if because the two of the skins, like you, uh, you brought up um, Death Blow, like the May one is from her, um, from her anime short, and so is the Reinhardt skin, the young Reinhardt. So I wonder oh, if he, it? oh yeah, is going to have young Reinhardt voice lines, kind of like when you pick up the the you know Commander Morrison skin, and he speaks like a soul, like a like a younger seventy six. What I want to know is, can I get the Reinhardt skin with the fuel colors? Reinhardt skin with the fuel colors. Oh, you mean yeah. like that a young Reinhardt with fuel colors? I mean, what I need now is the legendary skins where I can paint them fuel. <laughs> that's that's what I need for the. I'm looking to like six months, a year in the future. That's what I need, Blizzard. I need all legendary skins. I can buy a paint for them for just a little bit more. Yee, I don't know. Like, they, there's a reason why they have them specifically on specific skins because <laughs> things can get real shitty real fast if you just allow people to pop you know whatever palette they want onto a uh <laughs> onto just a character saying, if model. you can do it gonna make some money off me oh okay well he he, he put you on notice blizzard um Hey, monkey, I, what I mean, like, I, I don't mind voice lines. I don't want voice lines in my loot boxes because they waste space. <laughs> that That's what I don't like in the loot boxes. Like, <clears throat> especially with the events, when they, um, when they put, when they put, I think like, yeah, like for at least three or four events in a row, they put two voice lines per character that didn't even, most of them didn't even have anything to do with the event itself. So they were just like stocking stuffers. So, but um, let's see. I also like this Farrah skin, even though it looks really bulky, though, right? Like it looks, it feels really bulky. But then again, she is flying through the skies with wings and a rocket pack, so maybe <laughs> I should not complain about that. Yeah, arm, armor's generally good for somebody that takes that much hit scan fire. Yeah, <laughs> or the lack of hit scan fire, depending on what SR you're in. Yes, right. they're very true. Uh, let's move into are you guys all good on uh skins here uh yeah i mean i'm, I'm also i'm not much i'm not much of a skin guy that uh with the doomfist one is awesome though yeah i, I, I don't know what it's from i'm or pretty what sure it's from but... diablo i just don't I, okay. I i'm not i'm not big into diablo i own it but i haven't really played it that much gotcha so but um yeah let's move into the highlight entries there's only four new ones but Actually, all of them are actually pretty good. Actually, the the one that probably sucks the most is the Soldier seventy six one, and it's not even that bad. He uh, you know, hit, he hits somebody with the back of the gun, they fall to the ground. Probably you, because it's your camera angle, so that's cool. <laughs> but the Winston one is very reminiscent of uh, of the like uh, the cinematic. Yeah, yeah, the cinematic that they had. So I don't know. I'm not uh, a fan of the Anna one, but I guess I'm just not a fan of Anna. I like the Anna one because she shows how spry she is. Look at it. Look at her moving. <laughs> the <laughs> only thing I like old. about Anna is her voice. The rest of it, I don't like the character design. I don't like. I don't like anything about Anna really. No, I, I like Anna as a character. 
if I was a bet, if I was better at healing, like you know, in terms of focus healing, I would probably go with Anna. Like I can, I can do Zen because you know I just I throw an orb on somebody. The next red light that pops up, I throw the orb on that person. In the meantime, I'm still focusing down enemies and putting Discord on them. Um, you know, same thing with uh with Moira at this point, but Anna mm-hmm. does definitely require you to pay more attention to healing than um definitely Zen than Yada. So. Even that uh, Bastion. Missing, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say missing shots is not normally a deal breaker for support players. Like, it's like if you miss your shots on Lucio, eh, it's not really your job anyways. Yeah. If, you miss, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if you miss shots on Zen, it's like your teammates are still alive. But on this one, it's like, no, just every everything's awful. Exactly. Your game's off. <laughs> yeah, and shields. Yeah. yeah as much yeah. As much as I hate Bastion, I do like the highlight intro. Hopefully, I never see it ever. That's my goal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they were, I, I wouldn't uh, shed a single intros, fucking tear. Go, go, go ahead. Hi, highlight intros are kind of like my uh, my cosmetic. They're the to, the one that was like unique to me coming into Overwatch. I hadn't played a game where they had anything like them before. Um, and I got to say, this is the first time I'm ever seeing them for the first time on a white background because I'm looking at the GIF on the, the blog post they yeah. put up. And like to me, they all look awful because there's no setting. There's no background <laughs> behind them. Like, and I, and I was realizing it while we were talking about them that like, oh, these are probably all incredible. But it just looks weird to me being on a white background instead of having the map I just played right behind it. But um, yeah, the Bastion one definitely looks looks really cool, uh, and I agree. I hope to never see it unless it's got my name on it. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I wouldn't shed a single tear if they removed Bastion from this game. Not one single <laughs> tear if they removed it from the game. But uh, the, at least the the highlight intro is cool. But you know, there's gonna be so much salt on ever on any time that highlight intro pops up because not he's gonna be running around in recon mode killing people or anything like that he's probably gonna be in sentry mode behind a shield because he's you know he has no depth he's a shallow character and that's alting into a graviton or something and just doing something no skill yeah like like, you can hear the salt in jaw's voice about this that's my that's my official stance on bastion he is shallow jaw's pissed (laughs) at the overwatch league for bringing bastion back Oh God! This, you know, because like, you know, before the Overwatch League, you know, came out, Bob was saying like, "Oh yeah, you know, with when the Overwatch League is here, people, you know, people will get better at the game because they'll see the strats and what the pros are doing." The Overwatch League, the first thing it brings us is pirate ship. Right. Oh God that, damn it! That and you got your ass whooped by it too. Oh God! <laughs> and that's you know, why you're you know pissed. The thing about pirate ship? <laughs> no, because it's not that difficult to get rid of it. It's not that difficult to take out that bastion. The problem is the fact that I can't, it, when you're playing in like a duo queue or a solo queue, it's hard to get your team to organize and actually do that. A diva and a tracer, a diva by herself can get can get taken care of. But if I'm diva and I dive onto the bash and I go to take it out, and all six of their all the other five teammates focus me down, and my teammates are just sitting there not doing anything. What the fuck am I supposed to do about that? <laughs> you know, like it, it, it's that's what you makes it what annoying. Do. That's what makes it really annoying is that for when you when you do something like that in normal Overwatch play, where you don't have a six stack of people together, it does give the advantage to the other team because they don't have to organize nearly as much to pull that crap off. That that's why that's why I don't like it. So, but hopefully. Hopefully we'll 
like as it continues to happen, the community will figure out how to actually deal with it on a regular basis. I've been but, trying you know. to do my part to teach everybody. I'm like, guys, guys, come over here. We're just going to hide. We're just going to drop on the bastion when the payload comes around the corner. And he's going to die. It's real easy. Yeah. Just hide. No, stop. Stop poking. Stop poking. Hide. Yep. So if you got just two do people, pipe. if you got two people and you're defending in, like in your group, so you control two hero choices, um, you pick May and you pick Roadhog. And right as they get to that bridge, you use the May to lift the bastion up over top of the shields and then you hook them out um i saw that and it was like test by i think it was one of the collegiate matches or something like that just an incredible play i've been dying to try it but nobody will let me play may yeah yeah like as soon as you pick may it's gonna you're gonna get insta tilt right there right <laughs> oh man. yeah so but uh yeah i mean i'm i'm pleased with what they've offered today jaws pleased um let's move into blizzard world i definitely said you haven't had a chance to play it yet though right I haven't, no. I, it's Like I said, I haven't logged in since the patch went live, and I've barely been able to play on live servers, so I definitely haven't gotten over into onto PTR recently to check it out. But I have seen some videos of it. I mean, I know it looks great. It does. Uh, it, def- it definitely looks great. It sounds good. Um, I did not notice many like any changes going from the PTR to the actual live, so maybe it was just performance tweaks. Because mm-hmm. on PTR, I had frame rate issues on that map. Okay. But other than that, it was, uh, no, I, I think it was pretty good. It's just, man, it, it, it takes so long for the, for the community to learn things. And, you know, the Overwatch map design in the beginning was really simple. And they've been making it more complex with every map that they bring out. and Which I it, think is good. It's good. That's good. It's just taking a long time for people to catch up. And one of the reasons is, is because a large, large portion of the Overwatch community is they're not used to playing first person shooters, right? Yeah. You know, when you come from other games like Unreal, Counter Strike, Battlefield, you kind of know what you need to look for in these maps. You know, high ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like one of the first things I did when I when when I played on the PTR for the first time is my entire team is running down the middle of the map past the statues, you know, uh, going, just getting destroyed by junk rats and Farah. Like just cause you just focus all your damage right in the middle on that bridge. And all I did was just go around one of the two sets of steps that they have around the other team. And I killed like three people, you know, that was my first time on that map. Uh, but yeah, like it takes people, it takes people some time to really get used to uh, playing on these maps. And I like, so this map is not going to be in competitive until season nine, which season nine is in March, I believe, because this season ends it's February 27th, I think. So season nine is going to be early March. And that's a new change. Placement panic. Yeah, that's well, I mean, that's that's a new change that we haven't seen. And it's a very it's a very welcome change. And honestly, yes. They could wait to bring he- like new new heroes in till the start of us to the start of a season. Also, they could wait to bring balance patches in to the start of us to the start of a season, and it would help really, really make competitive more stable. Because I can't tell you how many different things. If you change something in the middle of a season, like do you remember that season where they changed Bastion? 
right at the start of the season. <laughs> yeah. And it was the worst placements in the history of placements. And all the defensive uh, buffs from Anna stacked and everything else. I mean, it was it was god awful. So I think it's a cool thing and it gives everybody time, like plenty of time to practice it in QP. And so I I hope they do this going forward with everything. I do too. Even though I will say that well, I don't know, like if if they stay on schedule, we should probably have Hero twenty seven by mid March. Um so if they waited like I guess technically speaking, they could wait still. Like we had Hero twenty seven by mid March, early April. It would still be if it if it was early April, it'd still be like another month before you can see that hero in comp, which don't get me wrong. I'm totally okay with that. I'm 100% yeah, I mean, okay with that. You can just have them in QP for for a long time. Why not? Exactly. But I think the bulk of the community would probably complain, like, well, I want to play this hero in comp, but then it's kind well, of like, no one well, else wants you to play it in comp. So exactly. Stop. Like, comp isn't, comp isn't for you to play the heroes that you like to play. Like, look, I understand that you love Tracer, but you're terrible with Tracer, so maybe you shouldn't play her in competitive mode. <laughs> you know, like, it, it's it's not one of those things. Uh, but that's this what Quick plays for. Yeah, so, but, but people, you're right, but people do bring that attitude over to competitive that, well, I love this character because this character makes me feel good. And, okay, well, your character's not making me feel good. <laughs> you know, we don't need a Symmetra on attack right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I, I would love if they would actually hold all that stuff off to the offseason. That's why I'm still a fan of having a two-week offseason for Overwatch. Like, you take you take the two weeks, you put your new maps in, you put your you put your big changes in, you put your new characters in, and that gives people a chance to actually play with the new characters and play with the changes and play with the maps between seasons. What like, you, you talking know, about, man? No, see, no. The only no. problem with that I can see, Ja, is you play the game correctly. You play the game like you should, like Blizzard wants you to. You experiment with things outside of – you play outside of competitive mode. The pro, I think most people, though, are more like me in that I will never play quick play ever. You can't make me. Uh, <laughs> and I'm – like it's my warm-up. I do one quick play and then I'm into comp and that's the only thing I care about. So no matter how long you wait. To put that map or that hero into competitive mode, unless I scrim and I get a chance to play it in a competitive setting, it will still be my first time whenever I pick it that first time in comp mode. Although, I will say, with all the Overwatch League stuff, I could use a two-week break of comp, and then I just won't play Overwatch, I'll just watch all Overwatch League. Because it's, yeah. like, it's not like you can't, it's not like the comp mode goes away completely. You can still play comp, but you won't get points for it. Yeah, that's or, the worst ever. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily mind it because, like, playing comp, like, you know, when, when you play quick play, I mean, there's a reason why nobody wants to play quick play. This quick play fucking sucks, you know, and, like, you don't know if the, if you're going to play that map again on the opposite side. So if you are trying to get good with a character and you want to test it on both sides of the map, you don't know if you're actually going to be able to, yeah. you know, test that theory or anything. QP um, should be the same as comp, or they should have practice comp where you have a different rate. Like, they need something because QP sucks. What I would like, like to I'd see. Scrim. Well, this is the people will play. If you had a two week break in comp, people would play like a comp preseason if there was some type of reward, if you could earn competitive points or something during that period. I would have to argue with you there because when they did used to have a big long break, you know what I played? 
I played the PTR and played comp and played all the changes. That's what I played. I didn't play QP. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I went in in the. Well, I don't know. They don't call it comp preseason. They just call it off season. Off season. It's called off season. Yeah. There's no reward for playing off season at all. What I'm saying. And there's no punishment either, which makes it suck. Well, like I'm saying like if you go, if you do off season or call it like preseason and present a reward for playing like something, you know, if you can still gain competitive points or something like that, I think that would help more. Well, that would make more people want to actually play it, right? You know that because in the off season, you you play on PTR, Bob. I play Rocket League. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't even bother with the game during the off season. Well, yeah. I mean, the off season was only long, really, like one time. Yeah. And that's when I played PTR. I was like, all right, we're going to get good at the new changes. We're going to play PTR. And that's what we did. So I don't know. I it, They need to make a different. They need to make QP actually both sides, I think, because I, I think it sucks to. Too many people leave. To that's, that's the problem quickly now. I mean, yeah, but just throw new people in. Who cares? But they what do, I'm they saying. They try to do that. That's the, is, that's the thing. It Go sucks ahead. that if you don't. Get all three points, you lose. If you don't defend all three points, you lose. I mean, it's just, it's not Overwatch to me. Comp is Overwatch. So what they try to do in quick play is that as soon as your game is over in quick play, right? Like, as soon as you get the victory or a defeat, it tra- if, if everybody stays in that game, it will do the same exact map on the opposite sides. What ends up happening well, I've never a lot. quick play that long to know that. A lot of people. What happen ends up happening is that when you flip to the other side, when the map comes up, half of the, each team is gone. It tries to find new people. It says reinstancing. It fails and it kicks everybody back out. It's actually a pretty big time waster. Uh, so they they do try to play both sides of the map if everybody stays in that game. If not, then they won't. Well, so, so why don't we just do this? Why don't we just change comp points to purple points and QP? You win a game, you win one point or two points or, or you know, like not one point or two points. Like you win half of what you win in a comp game. Then we can get those people that just want those out of comp and everybody wins. Let's just get two teams of podcasters to get good together and then scrim against each other all the time. <laughs> so we never have to play any of these modes. Well, well like death, <laughs> we've done that once. We destroyed that one day, went like six and one or something like that. You were playing yeah, Hanzo. And, have, and, and my team used to uh, scrim against the Omnic Lab team all the time. So it was like these random weird scrims of like, you know, mo- it was basically only me and I play where, um, you know, they actually podcast people on the teams. But that, that was a lot of fun because everybody got into it. Like my, my teammates didn't listen to my podcast. They didn't care at all. But we're in those scrims and they're like, High Noon's the best. You guys are awful. I hate Omnic Lab. Like they just got really into it. Like just for the sake of having fun with it. It was a good time. That sounds like a great time. <laughs> all right. So I guess we we've gotten far away from the topic at this point. We were <laughs> talking about Blizzard World. Um <laughs> we were talking about Womp, Womp. That's kind of how it works here at Watchpoint Radio. You know, I'm not gonna stop anybody from making a good point. <laughs> but uh yeah, so Blizzard World, um like I said, I, did, I haven't seen, I didn't see anything different from when it was on the PTR. Uh, what I am seeing, obviously, is the first day is out, is, uh, which kind of goes back into my original point about people not really knowing what to do. They're not exploring the map or even trying to find other ways, unless it's very obvious. So the biggest 
point right now that I see people have a problem with is the second phase where you get the payload and the payload has to travel from the original area to like this, uh, this castle. And it has one of those U's that Blizzard likes to use right now because there's, there's short enough two of them in Junkertown. So there's a U that goes around a siege tank. And when I was playing, I was it was taking a really long time for my teammates to get back to the fight when they died. I mean, like, literally, like, it would take them, like, 20, maybe even 30 seconds to get back to where they were going. I was trying to figure out what was going on. Turns out, they weren't using any of the alternative routes to get back to the payload faster. They were just following the road around back to the payload, which is the longest way you could go. Once it hits a certain... Yeah, once it gets a certain to a certain point... You need to, there's like, there's several ways to get around this area. Like, you can actually go up to the siege tank. You can go to the left of the siege tank, which will take you down to another place where there's another fork on the road where you either go straight, right, or left. Like, you have, there's tons of pathing options in this map. And there's tons of, actually, I, I think that flankers, fast flankers like uh, uh, Tracer and Genji are going to have a field day on this map because there's so many ways in and out. Uh, you know, to 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 get around to the payload, uh, and get to your targets. Reaper yeah. might actually be able to flank on this map too. I mean, it is weird how it just zig it zigzags. Although I will say, today with you was the first time I ever played D on it. Yeah. I've only played O at at BlizzCon, and then the like six or seven times I played on PTR, and it was interesting, but. I didn't even get to see what the rest of it was like because we full held on point one. Yeah, like that first point is a little weird, right? Because with the way it's designed, you would think that the uh, defending team—what well, you would think the attacking team would have like an advantage because it's, it's like there's so many ways to kind of come around and get into the actual uh, control point, and there's a nice, easy flanking route to get there as well. But because of the way the entrance is, the you know the the where the statues are is pretty tight, so you can focus damage there. Other than that, the teams have to come from one of the two sides, which actually kind of leaves them pretty open. To be honest with you, uh, if you allow an attacking team to get around that and and kind of like collapse onto your team, I think then the defenders are in real trouble there. So you have to. I think it's a lot of it's going to have to be awareness, right? Because there are a few times when we played today when the attackers found their way to the flanking routes and just didn't capitalize on it. I think they were lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think they were like, like lost. It was it you, showed up behind us. It was you on Orissa, me on Zen, and Bond on Moira. So literally, me and Bond would just turn around. Like you, Half the time, you didn't even notice that someone came behind us because we just turned around Discord pop pop they were down so yeah because they uh, they were coming over there one at a time like i think they were lost (laughs) (laughs) they actually came with two people one of the times and they actually killed me (laughs) but usually yeah it was the widow kept trying to do it which was weird but yeah i don't know i i think it's gonna be a fun map i think it's gonna take a lot of learning just like every map does so it's great that it's gonna be in qp for a long time before it, it comes will into season it will but like you just like you both just made the point that a lot of people do not play quick play so it's still gonna be like a brand new experience from it. and it's gonna take a lot of 
well, uh, situational awareness. Because look at, go ahead, go ahead. No. I was going to say it'll probably be in the arcade the entire time until it hits comp. So for people like me and Death, I don't know about you, Death, but instead of playing a game of Q of QP or free for all to warm up, I'll probably play a game of of Blizzard World. So yeah, you can just choose to to play that map specifically well, in an arcade mode. I've never hit yeah. the arcade button. Like yeah, yeah. Know. It's just uh, <laughs> whenever they put a new a new map in until it goes into to comp, it's just basically a QP of that map six on six, okay. and you can just you can just click it. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only time I ever actually played arcade was like on PTR. Dude, I was going to like play Moira, and I had to like resort to the six v six all Moira, like a no hero <laughs> limit whatever mode. Dude, like it was like one of the only times. Dude, you're telling me you haven't played the second best mode in Overwatch free for all eight v eight or eight eight or oh, just I, eight I player free for say, all. Uh, it's the like the second best mode. Best be, mode uh, two CP. <laughs> no, like there's comp. And then this free for all. Those are the two. Uh, I gotta disagree. I I, I much uh, rather 3v3 play three v three is pretty good too. Three v three. Yeah, three v three. After they made the change, is pretty good. If yeah. if you have three people to play with, if you're playing, just getting random teammates, that sucks. It's a little three v three with a yeah. team is pretty fun. I trained myself to never. I typically don't enjoy kind of those differing rules game modes like three v three or something like that. But when I was playing on a team, I I really forced myself to never play them, and it's kind of still carried over because I didn't like the differences in mechanics. Like because I don't come from a first person shooter background, I need to learn like the strategy. Yeah, you know what I mean. There was so much I needed to know, and I didn't want to get any bad practices by yeah, you know sense. playing heroes and things that are good in three v three but aren't good in, uh, in six deck and, and in scrims and stuff. So I really kept myself out of that just so that. Every time I played, it was always with the same objective and the same goal, so that everything was kind of normalized. But Dang, um, dude. I, I assume some of them are good, but I, I don't know, just not for me. That's gotcha. a really no, no, good no, point that I had not ever thought of. That's a that's a really good point. I mean, that's why I'm making half of the mistakes that I'm making in comp now is because of getting bad habits. Yeah, when I coach, I, I really caution people against it. And it's something nobody wants to hear because everybody loves those modes. But I do think there's something to that. Like, unless you're really good at mentally separating the two and having a whole different mindset. But to me, I need to, like, play a different game in order to achieve that. Like, I can't, as long as I'm playing... You know, I'm a Zenyatta uh, main when I'm when I'm tryharding. So you know, whenever I'm playing Zenyatta, I need to always have the same mindset, and I, you know what I mean. Otherwise, it's gonna screw with me. Oh, that's a really good point, personally. dude. I that's a really good I, point. I know for me, like I can I can separate those. Uh, like when I play like a three v three, I know this is the deal. Versus when I'm playing comp, I know this is the deal. And that might be because when I in the past when I did play competitive, I used to play competitive Counter Strike and competitive like Battlefield and unreal mm-hmm. and sometimes i play them simultaneously so you don't play unreal the same way you play counter-strike you don't play right. battlefield the same way you play unreal and those kind of rule sets kind of stuck with me so maybe that's why yeah. so but no, that, that does that, that, that is a really good point you don't want bad habits actually we were just talking about bad habits earlier playing our lower tiered accounts mm-hmm. playing lazily a bit you know because you know you can get away with it versus when you have to come back and play for real you know yeah. so yeah i can't play junkrat on my main i'm getting close to gm when i 
choose the place, uh, which I usually wait quite a while into the season to actually run my placement games. I haven't done them yet this season even. Um, but like, I can't play Junkrat on my main because I go way too aggro. I'm just like trying to be hero rat and just jump into six people. And it's like, it's fine. I'll just throw shift twice and everybody will die. And, <laughs> No, uh, you're in you're in masters. High yeah. masters low GM. Like you can't just do that. Exactly. Dang, man, you blew my mind with that. I didn't even like <laughs> He's still over I mean, here. Like... Probably like the way I play in free for all. The way I play in free for all <laughs> is probably jacking up my actual play in comp. Now Could that be. you make that point. Dang. Dang. All right, so sorry. Yeah, no more of any of that no, bullshit for me. No more arcade back, for Bob. Back to comp. <laughs> sorry, Mel. Back, back I ruined to your competitive, partner. competitive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the w- one thing I I think is going to be a problem in Junker, not Junker Town, sorry. Actually, I can't even really say it's a problem in uh, Blizzard World. But one thing I can see is Reaper being able to tear teams apart on the second phase. Because in in that entire phase, you have you are going around the siege tank, and it's not like Junkertown where the top of that thing is like you know where the top of the U is closed off on the second phase. Reaper can easily come from their spawn, get on top of where the siege tank is, and at any point in that movement, he can jump down into the middle of a team and start really tearing people apart. And people already have a hard enough time you know, paying attention to what's going on anyway. I know people who play this game, they've been playing the game since launch, do not know that f- loud footsteps mean there's enemies around. <laughs> you know, so they, they just don't know. So I can see that being a bit of an issue. But other than that, I am curious to see how it it turns out. Uh, and I do think there's going to be a lot of stalls on that last point, to be honest with you, because that's, all through PTR and even now I'm seeing people having a really, really rough time get, get actually reaching the last point unless they're destroying the other team. Well, if Kinda Reaper like gets was. one more map besides Temple of Anubis, then that's fine. <laughs> Leave Reaper alone. Yeah. Even Junkrat is going to be a pain in the ass on that map because he'll just be able to come up and around and just drop grenades down that Junkrat's easily. a pain in the ass right now for any team you're on that doesn't know how to move right and left. <laughs> yeah, but like it's it's a little different when he's at, when he's easily able to get on top of you versus being in front of you. So. True. Yeah, put Rose. I'm not sure. Did you guys see Rose play the game that he posted earlier? Where he played he played Blizzard World. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Rose from he, uh, Realm from Realm Maintenance. From Realm Maintenance. I and did he's not like, see this. I need to see Ro play Overwatch. It was like, hilarious because shit, dude. He was just standing, like he was standing still, or <sighs> only moving back and forth, and just starts shooting. He's just shooting his grenades in a straight line, and he got like a quad kill or something like that of people just running right into the grenades. And I'm like, Overwatch. so you're saying he was <laughs> Jake? He was Jake Rat playing against. Uh, the Shanghai Dragons. Yeah, basically. Or like, the Dallas Fuel. Oh, oh whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But then I was green like, wall. wow. Like, you I, have a green wall behind you. You can't pretend like you hate Houston. Well, too you see the green wall, but everybody else sees me just being the idiot standing in front of the Reinhardt Shields. Yeah. Dude, like, it, it was funny. Like I, I was just like, they all deserve to die. <laughs> they all deserve what they got. So, but yeah, oh, uh, man. well, uh, dude, uh, Roe, 
Ro, if you're listening to this, we got to play, bro. We got to play. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and get into... Oh, do you guys have anything else to say about uh, Blizzard before we move on? Because we're going to start wrapping up soon. No? All right, cool. So let's just move on to our weekly update because we only have one. Weekly updates. Okay, so only one weekly update this week. Uh, Not a lot of news going on, but XQC got suspended. Again, this is his second suspension, isn't it? Yeah. Or when he got in trouble before. Uh, yeah. He got in trouble before, but not suspended. Is that correct? He got suspended. He was suspended before, was he? He got he? he 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 got suspended by the the league for four games, and then Dallas Fuel came out and said they are going to suspend him for the rest of the of stage one, which would be three more games. On top of the four games that he got, well, sus- that, that he got suspended. Well, that's for th- that's for this um, incident. I mean, like, yeah. I've I mean, heard, the- I've heard that he got. Someone said, I think it was Invictus who does the the Fantasy, Fantasy Watch, Watch podcast. Yep. Uh, I think I heard him say that he had heard that, but I did. He was trying to confirm, but I don't think he was able to confirm that. Well, how new? Well, oh, sorry. Go ahead. What happened? What happened before with XQC was he was banned from like competitive. He was Overwatch banned from ladder play, but yep. this is his first time being suspended from Overwatch League. Yeah. Uh, so a little different, but I mean, he's clearly a, a troublemaker who can't take his foot out of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, there. Um. Yeah. Okay. So that's what he had his account banned before, and this time he actually got suspended. Right. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, hanging out with Defran, Mc McDonald's boy. That's um, when he got suspended, or when he did that's the. That's uh, when he got Overwatch competitive ladder. Uh, like his over his Overwatch account got suspended because he was throwing with Defran. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah, so for those who don't know, he got suspended because he was ta- like well he was salty about the Houston game. I'm pretty sure that's it, the player he was talking to is is a is an outlaws player, correct? Yeah, the the context behind it is in the post game interview Muma uh, from the Houston Outlaws used his line that he always uses and he said as a as a friend of mine once said rolled and smoked my doggy or whatever it is XQC says all the time he stole his line and that's why they were talking about him. Right, yeah. So, and I know, like, XQC's response was to tell him to suck a fat cock. Uh, and then he also said, because you'll like it. Or he says, you'll like it or something like that. Because the, the other player, he is openly gay. So Yeah. And I mean, you do have to think about everybody says that kind of stupid shit. And it just, it really didn't flow well with the fact that he's gay. And I even said something similar to that. To my buddies in Discord when we were playing like that night, and I was like, "Oh crap! I would have got suspended for that if I was in the Overwatch <laughs> League." But I'm not in the Overwatch League still, though. Well, yeah, I, think I it, can like, see it happening, act like accidentally, and you can definitely see his face after he says it. He knows he fucked up. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, yeah he did. I mean, but, I mean, that's just the way it is. Like, even suck a fat cock, right? Like that. At this point, where he is, he can't do that anymore. <laughs> you know, right? He can't do it. Professional. We don't get to go to our nine to fives and say that to our coworkers, so he doesn't get to do that either anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. At least not maliciously. You know, depending and on your the relationship. thing that I said <laughs> was similar, 
but it had to do with the word balls. So was it as raunchy, but still? I'm not going to fire you. Just were tell you, us what you, you said. Were you playing Zenyatta? Were you playing Zenyatta? <laughs> yeah. Zenyatta no, I said it, it was too. It was to someone we were playing with, and I was like, "Dude, eat my nuts!" Like, oh, and it, you know, and it's just suspend him, Ja. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. I mean, but you. I mean, I wouldn't say that if I was in the Overwatch League or even a coach, a caster. I mean, I would. I wouldn't even cuss. Like yeah, you wouldn't case, even hear me cussing right now. So I wouldn't even stream. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, probably, I probably wouldn't either. It's probably a little worse because it wasn't just like you know him saying it to a friend, "Oh, suck a cock" or something like that. It was him saying something very maliciously. So even just suck a fat cock would have probably got him in trouble. But then the him attacking on because you'll like it is a that is what it probably pushed him over the edge. But right? that all is probably fairness, what got him the additional. The suspension until the end of the season, uh, stage one, but go ahead. Like, I mean, XQC is a good looking guy. Maybe he would have liked it. I mean, I mean, who are we to judge? Would you like to suck his cock, Bob? No, I, but I'm not gay. But a gay man might really want to, you know? I didn't answer the question. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a yes or no question, Bob. No, I don't want to. Artful dodge, artful dodge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, like, it it has a lot to do with context. Like, the difference between him being suspended for the rest of the stage versus him not being suspended for the rest of the stage, I think, is, you know, the fact of it being so malicious and the added language at the end of it, you know? He just needs to shut up. And I think I, that night, he kept popping off and I just tweeted, I just replied to one of his tweets and was like, dude, stop. Either go to bed or go out and blow off some steam. Yeah. Like it's, I got like to think the most likes on any post I've ever done on Twitter on that one, too. <laughs> yeah. They really, the Overwatch League players, like they have an extra. They're being magnified right now, specifically. I mean, you're talking about the beginning of the season of the league that's supposed to change esports. Everything you do is gonna you can't you gotta stop. Like you don't have that luxury anymore. And this is what you signed up for. And this is something that I would imagine Blizzard and their team have talked to them about. You know, doing about this. Like you cannot do these things anymore. You know, I think. What he should do is he should just take clips of every interview Jake from the Outlaws has done. He should just play that on repeat on his stream and just mute the mic. Mm. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what he should do because what Jake's saying to the media, that's how you should act, dude. That is your that is your role your role model. If you want to succeed, do that. Yes, your your streams getting larger because of this drama, but what you will get from the Overwatch League is way better and is more long lasting. You should really just take some time this time off and just think. XQC. Absolutely. What do you think, Death? I mean, I kind of, I mean, I just, oh, an odd told you so moment, but I kind of like called this when Dale assigned him. I go, I don't get this one. Like, I think Coco's fine. I think, you know, and I was a little bit wrong there because I think XQC from a, a skill standpoint and just a mechanical gameplay standpoint could really help the team uh, in a way that I didn't necessarily think when they made the the acquisition and they signed him. But I said, listen, I don't know that he can turn off his stream personality. I have no reason to think he's a different guy when he's with his teammates just because some past teammates said it 
Like I don't, I wouldn't go out and, and speak negatively of any of my past teammates, even if I, I don't like them very much or anything like that. Like it, it's just, he's, I don't know. Personally, I think the fact that he is suspended through stage one and the acquisition window opens at the end of stage one, I think there's a very decent chance he doesn't play for the Dallas Fuel ever again. Um, and I think that might be the best bet for the organization at this point, because I just don't see how, you know, a player can help your team if you're constantly worried about, is he suspended? Is he going to be out there? You're the number one uh, ability that any player can have is availability. That's the same thing in, in every sport. And as well as esports. He he was obviously a distraction to the team from a, a mentality standpoint, from a communication standpoint, they're a nightmare right now. Um, and I have to put that on his shoulders, right? Like, uh, effect is, is swingy and, and has moments where, you know, his, his, um, mentality can affect his gameplay, but he's not toxic. And I just have to assume that XQC is who he is on stream in real life until I see anything otherwise. And all these suspensions and all these, this negativity he's getting is only confirming that. So I, I don't know. I, I think he's, uh, just a player best avoided for all all teams right now. Like I, I just wouldn't sign him if I had a team. So I don't know. I think Dallas might drop him. No, think- my luck. They're going to drop him, pick up to Fran. <laughs> Players like him, actually a great example. I just thought of that. Maybe the overwatch league should reference is Terrell Owens. You know, is because that, that's a really good example of a player. That's he's an incredible player, but his yep. toxicity yep. in the locker room is what caused him not to be picked up. I'm sorry, but T.O. Definitely T.O. Not Chad Johnson. T.O. Yeah. <laughs> well, Terrell Owens is better at football than these guys are at Overwatch. He, he is. And even being that amazing at football, at being a, at being a wide receiver, he still, people, the team still, no team in the NFL will touch him because he's toxic in the locker room. And that yeah, dude. makes dude a difference. could have been greatest of all time. But he needed help from his team to do that, and no one wanted to help him. I mean, people even on his team just wanted to see him fail. Exactly. So, yeah, that's why they like these players. Like, there there are examples that they can use. Like, you know, just because you're good doesn't mean you're untouchable. It doesn't and mean that you're untouchable. Unlike around the payload, we don't lose points for talking about football. <laughs> uh, okay. But yeah, so that is the only weekly update we had. We're going to go ahead and close it unless you guys have something you want to say. We can go ahead and get rolling there. No, man. Just a big thanks for for having me on. I really had a good time with it. I, I hope to to do some more collaborative work with, with both of you gentlemen in the future. So really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. We'd love definitely. to have you. We'll, we'll definitely have you again at some point. We're going to have to get the, the Blevins on. Brought to you by G Fuel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so with that, we're going to start wrapping this thing up. I uh, just want to let everybody, let everybody know that Prepare to Attack Batch 5 has started. Uh, the Diva episode, the Fire episode, the Mercy episode are out. We are going to have Reaper out probably by Thursday this week. I actually mean it this time. Uh, so just keep a uh, you know a lookout for that. Uh, for those who are not here on the live stream with us, we do live stream the show every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Standard time. We love to have you here and in the chat. Uh, we also want to hear your Overwatch stories. So, you know, if you have something funny to talk about or you have an experience that you want to bring up on the show, just go ahead and send that over to us. And we'll, we're going to push out the contact info in a little bit. Dog Bob's dog is getting ready to wanna, uh, come on. I want to pet that dog so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, the dog does not want to be near you, Bob. Like, look at that face. <laughs> anyway, uh, we do have a PS4 community and Xbox One club uh, that you can join if you are playing on console. We'd love to have you on those so that when I hop on to the PS4 or Xbox One, we could probably play together. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch on both PS4 and Xbox One. So join us there. Like I mentioned earlier, we do have a Discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. And we'd love to have you in there to join the conversations. We've been more and more people have just been joining Discord and it's been getting better and better. So thank you everybody who's in there. And I'd always like to give a big thanks to Heroes of Overwatch. Uh, they are a Facebook group that has players from all different platforms, PC, Xbox, and PS4. So if you're looking for somebody to play with, or if you're just looking for uh, you know, the dankest of the Overwatch memes or keep up on Overwatch news, check out Heroes of Overwatch. If you're looking for Watchpoint Radio, we are available on multiple podcast platforms. Uh, you know, we're on SoundCloud, but we're also available on podcast apps. We're both available for iOS and Android. Just pop in Watchpoint Radio, and you should be able to find it. If you can't, there are links available uh, right on the Nationals website for an RSS feed, so you're gonna, you want to check that out. Uh, you can, like I mentioned earlier, you can catch us on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpointradio. We're also on Twitter.com slash MTP site, Facebook.com slash Smash Those Buttons, and YouTube.com slash Smash Those Buttons. Deathblow, you want to give out your socials? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at HNP underscore uh, Deathblow, and also you can follow the show at High Noon Podcast. Uh, if you're looking for any other links on any other platforms, just go over to our website, HighNoonPodcast.com. There's links to everything on mine, the Blevins, the show, anything. All right. And Bob? You can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. You can find me usually most nights on Twitch at Blazin Bob. Okay. And you can find me on Twitter at underscore jaw underscore. That's underscore J-A-A underscore. If you want to reach out and talk to us, feel free to reach out on Twitter or you can comment on the website or SoundCloud or Facebook, wherever you can also send the email to WPR at mash If email is your preferred method of communication. Uh, if you enjoy the show, you want to help us out. There's a couple ways you can do that. First and foremost, you can share it with others that you think will enjoy the show. We appreciate that. Uh, you can also rate and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. That is a tremendous help to us. And we thank everybody who has done that to, for us. So far, uh, additionally, we did just open a Patreon. Our Patreon is finally open. Uh, it's uh, patreon.com slash watchpoint radio. Uh, right now, we have uh, just two small goals to reach. And uh, as the you know, as we reach the goals, get closer, we'll be able to you know maybe provide uh, better rewards. Uh, you know, if you join the Patreon, you'll definitely have a better idea of what we're looking to do. But you know. Uh, support of the Patreon helps support this show, but it also helps support other projects like Prepare to Attack. And, uh, you know, with the Patreon funded, we can probably uh, launch even more community projects to help the Overwatch community. That's what we're looking to do. So if you enjoy the show and you want to support us a bit, please feel free to go to our Patreon and, uh, you know, sponsor us there. Thanks a lot. Uh, we also have a... Uh... <laughs> Somebody just asked about snail mail. You asked for it. I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll talk to you after the show. <laughs> but we also, we're also a Twitch affiliate. And uh, you can subscribe to our Twitch channel there. That has a tremendous help to us as well. And thank you to everybody who has subscribed there. Thank you very much. And also, we do have a merch store at 
Teesprings, teesprings.com slash store slash matches buttons. That's where Bob has that fabulous mug from that says the meta is not gospel. Our t-shirts also have the same thing. Watch more radio on the logo on the front. Back, the meta is not gospel because it's not. That is the truth of the matter. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you, if you want to support us that way, that's a tremendous help, too. So thank you very much to everybody who's bought the swag so far and uh, to those of you who are going to buy it in the future. Uh, finally, if you, I would recommend that you check out matchesbuttons.com slash shows. It has the other shows on our network that you may be interested in. You know, besides Watchpoint Radio and Prepare to Attack, we also have two World of Warcraft podcasts. One, you know, it's mainly about news, and the other one is about lore. We do have a fighting game podcast, Double Tap, that's all about the FGC and fighting games. And we have a Division podcast, which I gotta tell you, based off of the subscription numbers, Division is making a pretty big comeback. I was very, very surprised. So they finally got it right. Destiny 2 is the best thing that ever happened to the Division. So <laughs> you might want to check that out if you if you want to find out what's going on with the Division. Great guys over there at SitRip Radio. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. We uh, we really appreciate you coming to uh, listen to the show. Once again, thank you very much, Deathblow, for coming tonight. We had, we had a great time. And, uh, yeah, we will talk to you guys next week. Yo, Death. Burn blue.